Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Welcome back, healers, to the Lucky Die. Previously... Lafian and Zoltana help heal a dragon, Ral asks to look after the sick dragonborn, and Squash receives a bloody gift. The team came face to face with a dragon that could save Ral, and instead Ral made a bargain to take the sick dragonborn away from Daemarius. Leaving their tabaxi friend to heal Wuronwa, the team settled down for the night, ready to take a ship in the morning to Gyrta. What sort of magic could do this damage to a dragon? Is mixing magic and God's dream all that bad? And what adventures await our heroes on the high seas? I guess we're about to find out. Welcome back to the Lucky Die. coming down hard. The storm isn't so bad that you can't sail this morning, but regardless of that, you've been told you have to sail. You find yourself standing on a ship with crewmates that you are currently unfamiliar with. You've heard of the captain a few times, met them once or twice. Dorolith. Dorolith is a black dragonborn, old, ancient, covered in scars, weather-beaten. You respect him as a captain. Standing next to him is a kobold. She's softly spoken and reveals herself to be the quartermaster. 
The man standing behind her shoulder is Jurid, a red dragonborn. He is the other important person on this boat. He is the carpenter. And then, of course, there is you. So, Kessie, who are you? Um, my name is Fezea. I'm a very small kobold um, with uh, purplish, bluish, grey skin with white splotches and uh, dark uh, brown horns. And she's wearing a t- um, brown tunic and a white apron. Off-white apron. Is it Fizzia? off-white or is it dirty? Huh? Uh, is it off-white or is it... Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I feel like I'm being grilled, but I'm not sure. Fizia, you have, because of the experience that you've had in relation to what's going to happen you have been basically thrown into the position of surgeon. You are also, by who you are and the way you do things, you're also the cook. So you hold two exceptionally important jobs on this ship. There are a few other... um, There are a few other sailors on this boat. There are four others, in fact. There are two kobolds who are stacked and jacked as all hell. Swole, I think is a word I've heard the other day. A swobold? They are swobold. They are twins, a brother and a sister. They don't look much different. Um, but they look like people who know their way around a ship and like they know their way around a sword. There are also two tall, lithe blue dragonborns who stay together very, very close. They clearly have a bond beyond just co-workers. Fazia, as the captain is making their speech about being safe and being an unusual journey, and yes, thing they will have to go above and beyond even more than they normally do when they're out on a, on a voyage for Damarius. Today is a special one. They'll be going to a place that nobody has ever been before. They'll be going to Gieta, and the captain points at you and explains that you have knowledge, you will be joining the crew, and they will salute you. It's roughly about this point that you see five figures approaching. You see a tall, a tall humanoid figure bundled up in robes and bundled up in warm weather gear much thicker than you're normally used to seeing it's quite cold in Demerish you're kind of used to it but this person clearly is not there is another dragonborn walking beside him who is wearing bright yellow warm weather gear there is a smaller person wearing some sort of leathers over underneath some sort of chain they have kind of wavy hair it's about shoulder length and a beard to match you think you miss it, but you just see it between those three figures. You see two small ones. A kobold you know who is basically in charge of the island day to day. And another smaller person, slightly shorter, about three feet tall, bundled up wearing these kind of very thick, um, very thick amount of cloth. They walk up the gangplank. The kobold walks away. And this is how you meet everybody else. So what kind of ship is it? The ship you're walking onto um, has two masts. There is the... See, I have a diagram. I have to look. <laughs> so I fuck this up. I know at least one person thirsty will screw me on this. 
There is the foremast, a slightly shorter mast that is at the front of the boat, and then you have the main mast, um, which is pretty tall. The boat is made of wood, and there is a figure of a dragon on the front of it. It looks like there are a couple of decks. There is the, the main deck, there is the kind of like gun deck, which is where most people will be staying, and then there is the hold at the bottom of the ship. That's kind of really all you get from being pushed on board with your belongings. Hold on, there's a gun deck. Are there cannons? There are, in fact, two cannons. There's also one long boat. Two cannons on each side or just one and one? One per side. You can see that the crew of this boat is about eight people. Um, you can see a mixture of dragonborn and of kobolds. Oh, that's not a... That's not a big crew, but this is a long journey. We need probably all the stores we need for fruit. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't think the... a lot of people want to do this journey. <laughs> no, this was a very last minute journey. Um, you see the person you kind of, the you would assume to be the captain, sort of like make their way back, uh, make their way onto the top of the deck. Um, and they seem to be like um, beginning to get all, most of the other sailors up and about and moving. And you're just left with this kind of smaller kobold and another smaller kobold um, who are kind of making their way towards you. The quartermaster introduces herself as Zaria, and standing next to her is going to be Fazir. Welcome to the SS Oslog! No, no. As I have tried to tell you, this ship is not that. It is called Phoenix. With an F? Hello? Yes. Like the fox? Mm, and you see them, like, tip their heads More like side a to phoenix, side. but with an F. Oh, I see. Okay, Phoen- Phoenix, not Phoenix. <laughs> okay, uh, got it. It's we call our ship Phoenix. Welcome to the Phoenix. This is the surgeon. Um, you may refer to them as Fazir. I am Zaria. I am the quartermaster, first mate. We have limited ability to communicate so fluently uh, while the spell still holds. You will be treated, the four of you, no different to any other apprentice sailor. We do not have the time nor the luxury of giving you private quarters and treating you anything more than just new sailors. These are the rules of this ship. Do not steal. Do your job or you will be thrown over the side of the ship. I don't care who you are. Understood? Squash nuts. Sure. Crystal. Rawl doesn't look like he's been listening, but he nods when he sees everyone else nod. Rawl's in a weird way because Ama left him on Daymarius and he's felt weird about that since. So he's just trying to breathe and not paying a whole lot of attention because all of this sucks. Yeah. This whole situation is it's just the worst. Did she leave me as a message? <laughs> no. Um, this is Fazia, the surgeon. Fazia, you will be in charge of these four. We should be able to run the rest of the ship without uh, too much interference. You report to Fazia. Any questions? Is the dragonborn all right? He's breathing really heavily. Are uh, you seasick? Raw hides in his sweater a little bit more. 
he'll, he'll be all right. He's just um, nervous. I'm fine. I'm fine. Well, if you're nervous about the, the sea going, come talk to me. I, I can give you something for for seasickness. Uh, I want to kind of like walk up ostensibly to shake their hand and then just kind of like lean down and be like, G- give him the easier tasks. <laughs> Is that to me? Yeah, to you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't give out the task over here. Put in the word. Like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just a surgeon. <laughs> and a cook. Okay. Wait, hold on. In that case, I said it to the, uh, to the captain. So, you know, no, no. Zoltana said it to, to Kissy's character because Zoltana doesn't understand how a, how a ship works. That makes sense. No, that's fine. Zoltana kind of looks taken um, aback and is like, oh, okay, well, yeah, tell whoever it's in charge then, I guess. Sure. Um, that would be, what was the name of the character, him? Uh, Zarya. Zarya. That would be Zarya. Gotcha. Fisia right and Zarya. <laughs> yes. Okay. Zarya. I'm trying to do my yeah. best to remember these two. For those of you who spell that game at home, no. Z-A-R-I-A. <laughs> and it's thanks to one of our patrons, but I forgot to write down who did it. I'll just remember to thank you at the end of the episode. So thank you. <laughs> and mine is F E Z A. A, 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 oh my god. E, A. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I, I, what? It's Kathy that submitted that name. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Kathy. Uh, spend the day, get used to the boat, learn how it operates, always listen to everybody who basically isn't you for, and you should be fine. If you need anything, I am Zarya. I mostly spend my time up there and they indicate up to like where the, the kind of the wheel is. The helm. If not, thank you. Um, if not, you can find me down in crew quarters. I don't sleep separate. We don't have the extra facilities. This is uh, this is where our, our all of our time playing uh, <laughs> Sea of Thieves is going to come in handy for, for a little <laughs> tech for language. language. I, I, I haven't played it. Um, okay. <laughs> V, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the most important thing right now. All right. Uh-huh. Port side is left. The way that you know that is because port like left has four letters. Okay. Starboard is the right side. I and it's it- like right, because there are five letters in Starboard, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you count no. it, it also has Starboard also has spells. <laughs> yeah, it has two R it has an R in it, so right. Starboard. Starboard. It's yeah, spelled okay. S-T-R-B-O-R-B-D. Yeah, no R's in port, like we all we'll know. We'll figure it out. Whatever way it makes <laughs> it this. easiest for you to remember. We've got this. Um, the keel is the underside. <laughs> okay, so um, Zarya makes her way up to the helm and the captain essentially makes their way back down into um, a little cabin underneath it. And you see them sort of like as they open the door and go into the cabin underneath the helm, you can see that they are moving papers around and there seems to be maps and stuff, but then the door quickly closes. The rest of the crew begin running up the rigging, bringing down the masks so that they can begin to sail away. Um, Yeah, everybody is basically two tasks other than the five of you right now. Fazaya was it? Fiz- how do I how do I pronounce it? Yes. Your tongue, the tongue's Fizaya. a little bit difficult to. It is Fazaya. Yes. Right. Um, did you say that you're the surgeon and the cook? Yes. All right. Um, a few of us are 
relatively well accomplished healers, and I've been learning how to cook fairly recently. So no. if you need assistance, any way we can help. <laughs> Zoltana uh, gets sure. a terrified look on her on her face when you say that. <laughs> what? At the cooking or the healing? No, the cooking. The cooking, not the healing. The cooking. If we, yeah. if we do the whole thing where you make fire out of eggs on a boat. I'll be in the water. (laughs) I physically, it it is quite possibly nearly improbable that that would ever happen just because of the fact that I have a focus that makes it where that shouldn't happen. I can tell you exactly the. (laughs) I can make myself proficient with chef's utensils. Oh boy. (laughs) There's still Uh, one out of 20, and it's still you, so you still get a, a, a couple bonus probability points on the fact that you're probably going to low, roll lower. So it's not ah. even one out of 20. It's like, you know, one in Listen, 10 chance that right. you're drinking from that hater so in this boat down I, with your bad eggs. I need to, you will need to make sure that you are aware of where your belongings are on this ship, and you need to be aware of how many rations you have upon your person. Oh. Yes, whilst you are on board the boat, yes, there will be like food provided and there should be enough stores to get you to where you're going. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, if you get knocked off of board and they leave you behind, you'll be dealing with whatever is on your person. So please bear that in mind. I have oh, a question. Boy. What if I never mm-hmm. wrote down how many rations I have? Then assume from this point on that you have five. If you didn't write it down, you're going to have five. Okay, thank you. But if you did, you have however many rations you have. I have a game mechanic question. The um, I accidentally <laughs> clicked a uh, skill. I think everyone can yep. see it. <laughs> um, yep. uh, are we going to assume that I'm just going to make food the, the, for the whole trip or do we have storage food? So there are food, there is food that has been stored um, because in in whatever event is like, for example, your character hasn't managed to sleep or that you run out of spell slots or for whatever reason you get swept overboard and they lose you, they won't have any food. So there is backup food, but it is always appreciated that you can actually create fresh food. <laughs> and so how much pretty is much for, like 45 pounds of food? How much like is that <laughs> enough for the whole crew? Like, yeah, it says enough much? to sustain 15 people. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's that's more than enough. Everyone will be eating well for the next few okay. days. <laughs> it's definitely more than enough. Um Okay. So for the most part during the day, you the five of you get used to the ship. You get used to what is on the main deck. There is the place with the helm. There is a cabin underneath that where it looks like navigation and where important meetings are held. Um, There also appears to be in the back of that area a small cabin which the captain has. The main deck itself has two cannons and one longboat. There are two masts on this. At the very front of the boat, there is a dragon that has been carved into it. And as you kind of get used and look around and begin to lean over the side of the ship, if you're feeling brave, you can see that bright bright coloured patterns have been painted across the lower parts of this boat. As you go to the next deck down, you see that it is filled with stores, that there are tools here that have been secured to the walls, that there are hammocks, more than the current crew, because you would expect that this ship would normally have a lot more. But there is enough for the crew that is here and yourselves, plus a few extra. Heading down to the deck below that, it is just a hold. There are just things that they want to keep in longer storage that they won't need as often as they would need, for example, food or basic tools. 
This is kind of the layout of the boat. Lafian, as you go about your day, as you kind of go down to the lower decks and go back up, learn how to tie ropes, all that stuff, you become aware that when you close your eyes, you are seeing darkness again. That blind sight you got from having the blessings of dying summer are now gone. Oh! For those of who can see it, the tattoo on your shoulder of the eye has basically half closed and is no longer glowing. Sad. Ooh, sad times. So you also lose detect magic. Not that you literally ever cast it, but... <laughs> I never needed to. We always had a demi. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's not a thing anymore. Um, <laughs> boo. Um, okay, so I'm basically going to say most of this day is filled with rain. It's filled with learning how to tie ropes. It's getting your footing on this boat. It's learning who people are. Is there anything that anyone particularly wants to do before the captain or the um, the quartermaster gives you any specific orders for the kind of evening and afternoon? Uh, Ross spends the first part of his day probably staying out of sight a little bit because still, <laughs> you know, weirded out about the people around. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to do, he's going to focus and try to do, he's done a lot of stalking plane things lately. And now that he's worried, he's going to try to focus and see if he can figure the hourglass thing out by himself. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, You have a book which is essentially the kind of like um, how to be a friend of death. Yeah, yeah, that that kind of thing. (laughs) Um, You kind of like having like a little little bit of a glance or a flick over that, you kind of like begin to get a feeling like yeah like this breaking into the stalking is more common than people are led to believe like and you've done this a few times you know how to do this it's not quite the same but it's it's on that same level um okay describe to me whose hourglass you want to try and see and how you're going to go about doing it uh right now just aim us because that's what i'm concerned with yeah. Okay. Um, he's gonna focus on kind of the same aspect of thing that brings things to and from the stocking. Yeah, I guess you have already before put something in the stocking plane. <laughs> yeah. So I guess you're kind of trying to grab something, but also not at the same time. Okay. Um, yeah, in that and case, being I would someone like really you... close to him. He's just going to focus on yeah. Ama much like he did with the tree. And yeah, he yeah, just yeah. hopes oh, that, yeah, no, that's, that, that closeness is perfect. to her being the first hourglass that he's trying kind of helps him, you know. Yeah, yeah. Let me just... Oh my god, you have fucking training in every goddamn thing now, don't you? Oh, why did I let you all level up? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why did I get trained in V? I am not uh, trained. All of all of the saving throws now. Um, oh yeah, you can't kill me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now powered kill will come out, my friends. Um, okay, could I get you to either make an insight or a perception check for me, please. It's going to be a difficult check because you're still trying to do something super weird. <laughs> but I'm going to make the check slightly less difficult because it's Aima. And insight? If you were to do this on someone completely random, like, for example, um, Fizea, then um, 
it would be much more difficult. Uh, insight? Uh, insight or perception. Oh, insight for sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's a natural 20. Woo. <laughs> well, fuck. Um, <laughs> as you... <laughs> fuck. As you begin to focus on Ama, you recall seeing the deity of death themselves with all the hourglass hanging from their arm. You've glanced it once or twice on your spectre friends. And as you think about Ama, as you kind of push your, I guess, your soul through to the stalking, you see in front of you a series of hourglasses. You don't know who they belong to, except one. This hourglass is made of gold, and the glass itself has a slight texture to it, like scales. The glass itself, you can very easily see, has been cracked and broken, but has been put back together. You see that very thin line where it's been mended. You can see that there is sand inside of it, and it's about halfway full but the hourglass itself is shaking from side to side. Most of it is still filling into the bottom, but sometimes it will flip and then flip back again. Most of the the sand itself is in the top of the hourglass itself, but just on that occasion, it will flip and look like her sand is running out before it flips back again. And that's what you see. Hmm. She's doing okay, just sometimes she takes risks. A lot, apparently, unnecessarily, <laughs> perhaps. Hmm. That's uh, that's her judgment call, my friend. <laughs> but that's that's the general state of Amos Hourglass. Okay. Well, it's better than it was before. <laughs> Cracked and, and broken. Yeah, yeah. It's not completely um, empty. So you know. Yeah. You, you are aware that you can do this. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. The check was basically going to be a 25. So um, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was rough. Good job. Oof. Yeah. Um, Had to okay. roll That's That's super cool. Um, okay. Is there anything anyone else would kind of like to do in this afternoon before the captain or the quartermaster gives you specific orders? Azia is taking stock of what's in the in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> because because I'm not part of the the regular crew, crew so I'm getting Correct. acquainted with the with the kitchen, with the stocks, with what I have to work with. What That's kitchen? What yeah. Um, is there a kitchen? Yeah. I would there, there is a galley. Is. Yes. Um, there is a galley. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> the galley is. It's not as well furnished as you like your galley, and it's definitely not as clean as you would normally have a galley. Um, this could definitely use a little bit of TLC. Um, this is not this is not the greatest galley you've ever worked in. The uh, stores themselves, like the ingredients on hand, are you have some fresh, which you know you'd be expected to use earlier in the voyage because they wouldn't last. Um, but mostly it's kind of dried this and dried that, um, things that you can just add water to. Um, and there is a buttload of different types of spices. It's the only way to 
and not go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same base food, but the spices are different. Um, that's, yeah, like you have a good supply of stuff there. Um, also probably checking out the medical stuff. There yeah. are a couple of healer kits um, there. So like the, you could stabilize someone with this healing kit kind of healing kit. Um, there are also things for like broken arms and broken legs, etc. Um, and there are a couple of very sharp scalpels if needed. Okay. So I'm going to spend the, uh, the afternoon before the captain gives us any other jobs um, arranging the kitchen to my liking. <laughs> OCD <laughs> the shit out of the kitchen. <laughs> you can absolutely take one of these and make them help you because they're <laughs> your minions now. <laughs> It's definitely a thing. So yes, you can definitely arrange the, the galley and um, the, the kind of like surgeon area. Not that there really is a specific area, but um, you could definitely arrange those to your liking. Not a problem. Uh, okay, uh, next. Uh, I think Squash basically spent a little bit of time like tying down his backpack. Uh, mm-hmm. Just making sure it doesn't go anywhere after getting, like, after being pointed to a, what do you call it, a hammock? Yep. Yeah, like, gets pointed to a hammock that's his, and then he just spends a little time uh, tying down his stuff. And I think he's, like, he's trying to do... Uh, so last night he had, like, a weird, weird... Um, I don't know what exactly to call it, experience with the Godstream and the magic learning. And he's yeah. trying to figure it out. And every now and then he'll like pull up the sleeve of his arm and uh, all the other runes have like smudged and destroyed in the rain. But there's one rune mm-hmm. that's sticking and he keeps rubbing at it. Just like, is this really? Are you doing that in front of anybody else? It's very... Like, s- like checking out the rune, like... Uh, well, it's it's subtle. Like it, he's not like in the middle of a hallway where people walk, blasting his hand. Like, <laughs> check out my new sign. Oh. Yeah, like okay, no, that's fine. No. Um, in that case, I will leave it to the others if they notice that you're. Oh, doing I know anything, that rune. It says sushi. Um, out of the ordinary. <laughs> no, no, the no. tattoo artist said it meant love and peace. <laughs> no, stop it. Um, You notice during the day as you kind of like continue to look at it, like the the ink that is um, that is staying on the rune, which seems to have stuck, um, control flames. You notice that around the lines, like your skin is beginning to turn like that kind of really dark red, um, like it's becoming infected with something. But you just it, there's something not right about what's happened. Ah, uh, boy, I'm gonna have to go to the surgeon, aren't I? What's the surgeon gonna do? Chop it off. Cut it off. Turn it into sushi. <laughs> Alternatively, um, <laughs> you could just find one of the people who has healing magics. Yeah, but you guys will judge me. I was, I was doing. Yes, shit. yes, we will. Yes, uh, we will. Yes, yes, they will. <laughs> will we? Or will, will we be understanding friends? You, you both. both. Oh, B is going to be a lot it. more likely, but Squaz is still coming to terms with that. Um. Yeah, he's so, having friends. Yeah, Squash is just kind of like meandering around, and he's like, he's okay. messing with his hand. He's messing with the spell that he should know or doesn't really know exactly how it works. If you are messing with Control Flame, um, you think you have the hang of it at one point, and then you just hear like a crack of uh, of like a like a timber nearby um, as you begin to like play with this magic but something as you kind of like yes I did a thing and the flame got bigger something cracked behind you and you were like oh <laughs> cracked behind me 
Yeah. Like, for example, if there is a candle down here or a lantern and you made the flame bigger or brighter because control flame, That's what you, um, you yeah. heard something behind you crack exactly the same time that the magic went off. All right. Uh, Squat has got to cut it out. <laughs> Chaos magic. A wise plan. A wise plan. Uh, Sultana. Uh, um, what is... Zoltana's just kind of like, I don't know, probably like wandering around the ship, uh, doing Zoltana things. But, I don't know. She's probably never been on a ship before. Meet with, um, <laughs> I think that might be true for most of you, actually. Um, obviously, apart from our sailor. Um <laughs> Yeah, you can definitely go around and chat with some of the people on board, um, like the two kobolds and the two dragonborn, the the like the non officers, I guess. Like they would be like close enough to you and be willing to chat. Um, you have like two very hench looking kobolds and two blue dragonborn swobolds. So. Yeah, swobolds. Um, I'll go talk to them. <laughs> the. Uh, Pick one. Pick, pick, pick. Swobolds or uh, Dragonborn? Who do you want to chat with? Uh, Swobold. All right. Yes. So the two Swobolds, after they've kind of gone up into the the rigging, um, and after the sails are up, and as the boat, as the sorry, as the ship begins to make its way out into open waters, um, the two of them are kind of finishing up lashing things down and they finish tying knots as they notice you over into one corner and they kind of like give you a wave and and like kind of gesture you to come over. One of them says, Hello. Uh, you look very strong. Strong the right word? Yeah, I think so. It's kind of like, you know, does the, the <laughs> ticket to the gun show thing with their, with, with their arm. You should probably take the... And they kind of gesture to the chainmail. You should probably take that off. If you fall in ocean, you're probably going to drown. Oh. But, like, what if what if we get, like, attacked or something? It's okay. And, like, the pair of them, like, you can tell at this point they're definitely twins. They kind of do, like, the lifting their arm and they definitely, like, swell their biceps up and they are fucking huge. Uh, <laughs> they Popeye like, that shit. Yeah, they Popeye that shit. Please um, tell they're me they're like, barbarians. We will, we will help to protect. We don't need armor. You don't need armor. Well, but if I fall overboard and I don't have my armor, then I, what happened? Okay, I'll take it off for now. But if I if the ship starts going down, the first thing I'm doing is grabbing my armor. That's, that's you the can put if you don't. Can, that's you the can opposite of what. That's the opposite of what <laughs> you want. <laughs> I think okay. everybody's thinking that's the opposite of what you should do. That's exactly the thing. That's exactly the point where she told you you didn't want your armor to be on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen. Come come find Raw. Come find Raw and I'll put it in the stocking plane on you. So that whenever you want it, you can just find me again. No. Tiny things, Neil. Remember tiny things. In- Not armor. Sultana is a dwarf. I'm gonna put it it's a- <laughs> Zoltana 
Zoltana is a tiny <gasps> thing, V. Technically, he could put me in the stocking no. plane if he wanted to. I'm small. No. No, you're medium. No, no you're it. medium. <laughs> Squash is small. Put Squash in the stocking plane. <laughs> no! <laughs> um, yeah, I'll put it, I'll put the it two, in the bag of holding. Yeah. After after the two kobolds like convince you to uh, to take the armor off, um, they they give you something thinner, um, sort of like it's like one of their pieces, but they've like stretched it and pulled it out and like put extra straps on it, so it doesn't fit perfectly, but it is at least slightly better. Um, it's not going to give you the quite the same level as the thing, but it makes you at least feel better. And they're like, "Can you? I'm sorry, we don't know all that much about uh, you. Can you see in the dark like we do? Yeah." You see the pair of them, they just like lift their arms at each other and, and they could like smile like, you should come join us on Nightwatch. Okay, yeah, can do that. Convert yeah, them. like we... <laughs> we... We see in the dark, but our dragonborn friends, they don't. So we take the night shift. It would be great to have someone as uh, strong as we are at night. It would be great. Yeah, I... I know. How shocking is it that dragonborns can't see in the dark? Like, when I met Ral and I found that out, I was like, what? Well, he's the the sick one, yeah? Yeah. Uh, he is uh, very strong, gotten this far. And they, like, uh, one of them, like, taps their chest, like, really hard, so it, like, reverberates, you can hear it. He's, uh, <laughs> he's the, str- one, the strongest guy I know. Yeah. Well, that is good. The healing magics for the dragonborn are not great, but... We cobalt. We make up for it best we can. I want them in the party. I love these two. Uh, by the way, they may be like a brother and a sister, but they sound identical. I'm not <laughs> changing either of their voices. <laughs> you will just have to guess who's talking. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll tell the uh, tell the captain. He's a good friend of ours. Perhaps you'll you'll. We will try and figure out your language and you figure out ours. This uh, this spell will not last much longer. Uh, what? Spell? What? <laughs> <laughs> we, we can talk right now because we have a spell on us. Oh. You'll need a translator soon. <laughs> yeah. Need a translator. What? Well, hold on. No. Do you, the Sultana's gonna like? Do you speak anything other than than kobold? We speak draconic and we speak common, like, but their common is clearly not the same <laughs> as yours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, I should have had Ral teach me draconic. I should have known months ago that I was going to meet the two most amazing kobolds on a ship and need to speak Traconic to be able to speak with them. We should have known to learn uh, the Dwarvish from the old masters. How could we not know we would have met someone as awesome as we are? <laughs> oh my god, the three amigos. Alright guys, let's not sprain, sprain our wrists jerking each other off. <laughs> so two barbarians and a paladin walk into a bar. Yep. Um, the two of them kind of like do that like high five thing where their hands are up high enough that you could just high five them both with a single hand clap. Yeah. Um, and they're like, "We'll see you later for night shift, yeah." Yeah. Good night, my friend. Uh, what is your name? Uh, Zoltana. 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 This is one thing we will be able to speak in in the whatever language we are going to learn. Yes. 
Yes, Zoltana, goddess of bloody Zoltana. vengeance. There it Zoltana. is. Yeah, Zoltana. <laughs> <laughs> and as they kind of like walk away, you hear them chatting to each other like, no, we probably should have been smarter and learned the language, right? No, 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 we don't need to do that. We'll learn it. We are best. Um, and they go downstairs. The brain is just another muscle. That's what I say. I've always said that. We will have swole-jacked brains. They are, I want them. I want them in my crew, my crew of godliness. I don't know how I'm going to convert them when we don't speak the same language, but I'm going to figure it the fuck out. We speak the language of love and vengeance. It's fine. This ship can't Um, sink. We have too many muscles. <laughs> Zoltana's gonna end up dragging poor Fisaya to like be like, okay, need you to explain to these kobolds that I'm a god and I'm like, I can give them like extra super uh, cool barbarian powers if they believe in me. Just need <laughs> Okay, so Zoltana has two new friends. Okay, Lafian. Why do you have or to make you like me follow today? up that? How am I supposed to follow <laughs> up <laughs> that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I believe in you. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. Um, so I was doing some looking and reading at my skills and things because sometimes I forget because in case y'all didn't know, I have a lot of abilities. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was looking at it and um, one of my focuses that I have makes it where I can uh, choose a skill and gain proficiency with it. Or a tool. Funny enough, I looked at the list of tools. Um, there's navigators tools fall into that category. Yep. And there's also land and sea vehicles. Vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep, um, absolutely. Laffian's going to for flavor for Captain Laffian. No, well, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not. No, no mutinies. No mutinies. Uh, Laffian's gonna probably, like, wander on the main deck, and as, uh, the crew is going about their duties, um, probably just, like, very casually, almost subconsciously kind of reaching out and, like, touching onto the tendrils of, like, psionic energy coming off of them and picking up on these little threads of knowledge on how to operate the ve- uh, the vessel, Mm-hmm. And just kind of without really concentrating or thinking about it, ends up picking up how to like work on it better. Yeah, um, I would definitely say that as Laffin is going about and like kind of absorbing the ship and its inhabitants, um, you get a lot of information about this and about that, and it almost becomes natural that you begin to tie knots that you never knew how to tie before. Like just something in the way that you've seen other people tying that makes you, oh, if I do it slightly this way, it creates a different kind of knot, and like the other sailors around you begin to see and appreciate that. A similar thing goes for navigation itself, or figuring out how and what affects this, that, and the other, and how you're going to get to where you're going, and what north means, and how they calculate that. You begin to pick up this, that, and the other. But you also are aware that there are some limitations to this. Mm -hmm. It is experience versus knowledge. And it's just the experience that you kind of are beginning to lack. Um, But you'll get that. This is a voyage. so He's going to spend the time just trying to learn as much as he can because he is one for knowledge. Yes, um, this is definitely the ship for it. Um, The crew that are on it are clearly very competent at what they do. There's a reason why we have a crew as small as it is and why they could sail so quickly. 
um, even in such terrible conditions as the rain and the sleet that is coming down upon you. Um, okay. At the end of the evening, sorry, at the beginning of the evening, as the sun begins to set, as food is prepared, um, Fazia, what are you making for people today? Uh, something of the supplies that would easily go bad. I I don't know what vegetables. Kind, yeah, probably <laughs> vegetables and probably also some not cured meat. I don't know. Uh, do they have mainly fish or meat there on the ship? It would it would probably mostly be fish. Yeah, then um, fish. <laughs> so like you have having lived on Domeris, you know that there are some cattle, kind of, but not a whole lot. Like it's more fishing. There's mm. a lot of sea around you. What um, kind of fish is it? Um, it is sunfish, cods, and and wolf fish. Because I know what they look like. <laughs> um, so y'all feast down on um like the vegetables that would go um go rotten fairly quickly, and like some fish that have been caught like throughout the day and put on the boat. Uh, sorry, onto the ship. And um, you eat with the rest of the crew. The two um, kobolds, after having had like most of a day's nap, are kind of waking up. The two dragonborn are like talking with them and like, I guess, handing over information like they didn't get a chance to do this, but they did do that. These chores have been done. Those chores have been done. And um, they seem exhausted. Like they've been working twice as hard today because they haven't had as many um, crewmen as they would expect or should have. The captain sits down with you all um, and says, Right. So, I have heard from my friends that uh, you, Sultana, will be joining them for a night shift. Yeah. Yes, I will. Good. Mostly make sure that things don't fly away. Slips are filled, uh, cleaned up. And that if you see land or if you see rocks or if you see anything that is not a big fucking wave you tell them they will wake me so wait do exactly uh but we don't speak the same language it might be hard uh can you scream yeah nailed it problem <laughs> solved oh boy can alternative I... <laughs> you can draw some pictures <laughs> <laughs> Make a bunch of cards and hold up whichever ones you see out in distance. Like, like make one for a whale, make one for a giant kraken, make one for I don't know sea serpent, uh, bad weather. I'm, I don't know storms. <laughs> whatever. I'm sorry. Ho- wait, hold on. Rewind there. W- are those actual concerns? Uh, Krakens. Yes. Sea ser- Sea storms. Yes. Serpents. Yes. <laughs> Uh, have none of you ever sailed before? Oh, no. I've been on a lake. That's as far read, as I've gone. I read a book once where this guy g- gave some drugs to a sea serpent and it let him pass. Is that a thing we can do? I don't think we have any drugs, but I'm just wondering. I read a different book about a guy that was chasing after a large white whale. <laughs> no, no, no. Um. <laughs> when I say read a book, I mean that happened in my, in my non-podcast D&D campaign. <laughs> Uh, no, there are uh, there are big sea creatures that could very easily uh, rip this boat apart if we're not careful. Hence, why we have all of the the warding pictures on the bottom of the boat, and why we have the cannons. 
We hope not to use them to avoid them by being aware of our sea at all times. She is a giving and a taking mistress. We must treat her with respect. If we avoid the bad things, we should be fine. But it is the sea. Nobody rightly knows. Well, I'll tell you what. I am happy to scream (laughs) when called upon. Excellent. My friends... They will treat you kind and uh, teach you as many words as they can. They aren't... I think you have things in common. And, uh, like, the captain, like, indicates your, like, your biceps, basically. She uh, um. she once again <laughs> gives them the tickets to the gun show. Yep. Okay, great. Like, the captain just, like, rolls their eyes and looks at the rest of them. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's probably better. We put all the troublemakers on the night shift. <laughs> okay, you. And he points at Lafian. What is it that you think you can do about this ship? Um, from what I've been observing so far today, I think I could do a great many things. I have a natural knack for learning new things very quickly. Mm-hmm. I've been studying the navigation charts. I've been learning to do knots and everything. I okay. Jack of all trades, you might say. Good. Basically, everybody on this ship is a... Uh... Jack of all trades, if that is how you phrase. Figure of speech, yes. This, um, this jack of all trades job. Basically, everybody can do a little bit of everything. Myself, I am in charge of everything. My second in command, the quartermaster, she is basically in charge of how to run things on the boat. And then, of course, there is my carpenter, and he makes sure the boat stays ship-ship. <laughs> well, good. Uh, I thought I heard a crack do- uh, down below earlier. I'm not sure what that was. Might want to look into. If you spot anything, even just hear the tiniest thing, a tiny leak, anything, you must speak to the carpenter at once. We cannot let these things uh, um, fester. Understood. I will pay you up with our quartermaster, Zaria. All right. You will help her do exactly as she bids. It will not be the most glorious of jobs, but uh, uh, we could use extra eyes on navigation, especially since <laughs> we don't know where the fuck we are going. So, yeah, we'll be fine. Okay, that's what you great. have me here for. Exactly. You will be there to help and guide us. Apparently you have seen some shit. I don't know if that is also a figure of speech. <laughs> well... Uh, it is. I was, I've been washed out to to the North Islands before. I've seen Gietha from afar. Okay, okay, but it then, wasn't a storm. Okay, that is that is that is fine. Um, better we get you to see the islands and make sure we are heading in the right place, and it is not just a a, a sea mirage that would be uh, run aground of those a few times. Okay, okay. Or a very large whale. <laughs> or a large whale. Now, there are some creatures out there as big as islands, and they are definitely to be feared, but <laughs> the chances of us coming across that are virtually nothing. <laughs> and then he turns to look at Ral. What about you? Anything in particular that you can help out on, or? I've only been on a small boat. And he kind of points to the like smallish boat that's attached to the ship. Yeah, the long yeah, like the long boat. I don't know. Okay, so you have some experience of the sea. Um, I've experienced it. 
I guess. Okay, okay. I will pair you up with the other two dragonborn. They can probably use a hand during the day just to fix things, make sure that uh, things don't fall apart, make sure that things are cleaned and well prepared. Okay. Hey, chin up. It's going to be okay. We will get you to Gieta, no problem. At least my ship will get you to Gieta. Rock kind of like makes eye contact and a little bit of an awkward smile because he's just awkward at the moment, but like positive reinforcement <laughs> is helping, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Being the, the acknowledged captain, in a uh, way the, that isn't like, you know, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, the, cool. the, the captain is like, is, is like uh, they seem happy enough. Um, they they have the respect for you, and that was evident from the moment that you said you've been on the sea at least, uh, compared to everybody else here. Um, so that, that definitely got brownie points there. Um, okay, and then he uh, he turns to look at uh, Squash. What about you? Uh, how can I be useful? Yes. Um... Uh, I, 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 I can climb pretty well, um, and, uh, I, 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 I could probably be a lookout during the day. I, I'm blind in the night. Well, not really right now, but it's weird. Weird. I'm getting used to it. It's, it's all off color. It's all weird. Hey, hey, um. Uh, what what is your name? I'm sorry, I I I, no, I didn't get much information other than I'd be expecting you and taking you to places I've never been before. But what is your name? I, I'm Squash. Uh, he's Lafian. That's Raul and Sultana. Right, Squash. You don't need to be so nervous. The 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 ocean is a, a fickle bitch, but uh, she will treat you kind, and I want to make sure you are looked after. Don't don't worry. You seem very nervous. I've never been out on the ocean before. Are you seasick? Uh, not yet. I I used to get seasick in the underground rivers, but uh, I also couldn't see anything. Underground rivers. Yeah, uh, I I I I lived in the earth dark for a long time, and. Uh, we'd be on little boats that would run down the rivers there. Uh, but I couldn't see anything back then, so I just did it in the dark. This is weird. I also never had to stand up. This is really difficult. And I think Squash's tiny stature is not helping him. <laughs> <laughs> Low center of gravity. Oh no, you cannot see over the rail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know those little like holes in the sides that lets water out. Squash is gonna get washed out of one of those. <laughs> no, no, because there's also like cobalt here, are also kind of short. Ah, like the, the, they have a like net there. Oh, take the cobalt. No, they don't have a net. No, no, on the, on the, in front it's of just the, the railings are a little in front of, in front of the holes. closer together. Yeah, uh, the holes are cobalt yeah. proof. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, if you need uh, something against seasickness, come uh, come talk to me. I can make something for you. Is it ginger? Uh, Please tell me you have ginger. <laughs> yeah, that's ginger. Good. Uh, don't worry about it, Squash. Uh, you will get your sea legs in, and even if you don't, I don't expect that trip to take more than 10 or 12 days. Uh, the weather, depending on the course. 10 or 12 days, okay. 
That's fine. Uh, I, I can tr- try to be lookout. I can uh, help. I, I saw people climbing on the ropes earlier. I can maybe help, but I'm not strong. I'm I'm not strong, but I can climb. I don't know. If, if you can useful. climb, if you can cl- if you can climb, if you can tie knots, if you can be a lookout, that would help immensely. I can t- um, tie knots. My, my. Then you shall be useful up there. We shall keep you up in the crow's nest at the very top, and we will have you run up and down and uh, tie the ropes and tie the knots and things. You can be very useful up there. Okay. It will free up. Uh, it will free up some of the girls. They will be able to, uh, y- you know, they'll be able to do more things down on deck, uh, make their lives a little bit easier. Okay. And if you ever worry, speak to Zarya. She is very good uh, with the crew. She's apparently very comforting. Uh, I don't know. Uh, sorry, aren't you Saria? No. no. That is Zarya the captain. Is the I am the captain of the ship, damn it. <laughs> that over there, Saria, and I point to Zarya on the other end of the table. <laughs> Saria waves at the other end. Of the table. <laughs> so who am I talking to? The, the captain. Master? The captain. The captain is Saria. No, no, Zarya's the Dorolof. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> For those of you playing at home, Captain Doroloth, D-O-R-O-L-O-T-H. Thank you. I didn't want to interrupt earlier, but... Uh... Wait, is it Doroloth or Dorolith? Doroloth. What color dragonborn is Zarya? Uh, Zarya is a softly spoken kobold. Oh, Zarya is a kobold. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The captain is a black dragonborn, and the carpenter is a red dragonborn. What was the carpenter's name? Uh, you haven't spoken to them yet. Woody. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I, will, I will drown J-U-R-I. us all. <laughs> He's gonna set the ship on fire. No. <laughs> So, y'all have been given your tasks. Um, we're basically going to walk through some of the days where nothing interesting is going to happen. It is going to be a few days of voyage. Some are going to be days where I require you guys to do checks or to interact with people. Um, I know someone has a nightly thing, so I'll make sure we'll be doing that. But for the most part, we'll just be going through this voyage and we'll be getting to the highlight moments unless there's something specific that y'all want to do. I do. Okay. All right, then. For most of you, you're going to be able to go to bed tonight. Good. Sultana, this is the first night of your night watch. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's start with Lafian, because there's something you want to do. Yeah. Okay, go for it. I want to check in on Kothea. Sure. I'm going to use my find creature ability just so I can check in on her and make sure she's okay and see where she is. Okay, let me find out exactly where she is. And then depending what happens with her, I might do it again just check I might try to check in with Marnak. Because I do want to test the the brain link thing that he says yeah. that we have. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um okay, so uh first of all, when you send a message to Kai when you try and locate where Kai Theory is. Um thank you, I appreciate that. As you begin to focus on Kai Theory and you feel that extra heartbeat next to yours as you begin to sense where that is in your mind's eye your your spirit your soul whatever you wish to call it 
it expands out from where you are. And you find yourself looking down on an island. As it begins to pull out a little bit, you see that it's on a chain of islands. And you recognise them to be the Olghath Isles, the islands of the orcs. She's roughly halfway across them. Cool. Good. She's safe Good. and well. All right. Then after that, um, at some point during uh, the night, just before he's like, I guess, tries yeah. to meditate, he's going to start trying to explore the connection that he has with Marnak and see like if he can at least make contact and make sure that everything's all right with them. Um, <coughs> pretty much in a very similar method to uh, find creature. But doesn't require any of your side points or any other BS. Very much similar to that. Similar to the same deep feeling of meditation that you had to have before when you were trying to contact Marnet when he was sharing your brain, sharing your soul. Um, you get a feeling of where he is. He's in pretty much the same place that you left. It's somewhere near Lin's Lament in that kind of library area. You sense that his he seems nervous, worried, which is definitely nothing he's ever, you've ever known him to be. He seems worried. He seems nervous. Something isn't going quite according to plan. But there is a still sense of clarity. They seem He seems to know what he's going to do to solve the situation. Um, he is safe. He is well. Just a little perturbed. I'm going to try to do something then. Okay. So uh, because he did it for Laffy and Laffian's going to try to reciprocate and spend a little bit of trying, uh, time trying to see if he can send some of his side points through the link to Marnak to help. Okay. Kind of like how, how Marnak gave him send? a bolster before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you know how much you want to send? Um, it's the end of the night, and I have a lot, so that depends how much <laughs> you want to limit me to. Well, it depends... Well, let me put it like this. Mm-hmm. Um, Laffian is a smart man. Yep. He's also become aware that there are threats on the sea. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there you go. I'm going to say I'm going to send him 14. 14 side points. Okay. Um, you feel... Yeah, you feel like some of your own energy draining away as you send it down the network, down whatever it is that links you and Marnak across uh, space. Um Thoughts and prayers. And yeah, I send you him feel thoughts him and prayers. Thoughts, prayers, and most importantly, psychic energy. Uh-huh. Um, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, yes, absolutely. You can do that. And as a once off and once only, because it's very thoughtful and very kind, you can have an inspiration point. Yay. Okay. Um, and then I rest. Sultana, and then you rest. Um, Sultana, you are going to do the watch with the boys. Uh, sorry, with the twins. Yes. Um, they kind of show you how they run the ship as a pair. There's no, like, uh, I want to say, like, boss during the night because it's just the two of them and they should have more people on deck. Um, but, like, as the language begins to break down, as the spell begins to stop, they begin to teach you some very simple phrases, very simple words, names for, like, the various knots that they need you to do or, like, what different parts of the ship are called. And they just spend the evening running around and just, like, 
telling you like the specific names for like um, like physical warm-ups that they just do running around the ship because it gets very cold at night. Um, so they keep themselves very active, which is part of why they are so swole. Um, so yeah, I'm going to say that you're beginning to learn a very specific set of language nice. <laughs> with the two cobalts. <laughs> I'm going to put... I'm going to change my other proficiencies languages and write buff kobold. Soybold. Yes. <laughs> Swobolds. Yeah. Um, as they're I'm, colloquially I'm, like, known. There isn't... Yeah, as, as they're properly known, the swobolds. Um, as as you kind of like begin to like learn those things and they show you how to like properly keep an eye out and like some of the things to look out for and the language begins to break down, it becomes a lot harder. But there's nothing massively significant that happens on this night. Um, you're just like learning the ropes. And to be fair, y'all are still pretty close to Daymaria. She's still in known waters, as they explain. Um, learning okay. the ropes. Okay, that was your one. Inspiration point back, please. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was your second. Uh, no. Okay. okay. First one was Neil. All right. <laughs> that was Neil's fault. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is night one. Ral, is there anything you want to do? Please don't melt oh, into a puddle. You kind of don't melt into a puddle. <laughs> Oof. Um, <laughs> no promises. <laughs> <laughs> Can't make a promise on that one. Hmm. This is roughly a one in ten chance, one might say. I'm Rala's it's a roughly gonna, one in ten chance. Rala's gonna visit the carpenter before bed. Okay. Um the carpenter's name is uh Jared, as you find out, and they actually speak passable common. Um, they have picked it up from somewhere. Um, it's very much that old timey common, uh, much like if we were speaking ye olde English. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much like that. They speak passable and they're very happy to speak that with you or dr- uh, draconic, whichever you prefer. Um, yeah, they're, uh, they're kind of like a very seasoned sailor. Um, they have red scales. Uh, very meekly. Um, <laughs> raw. I feel like Raw hasn't taken the hood off from over his head the whole time, but it has been raining. Yeah. It's not really because of that, but it <laughs> yeah. looks kind of yeah, like it's fair. not weird at the moment. Um, yeah. He walks up in Indraconic because that's, you know, what he knows is yeah, yeah. native. Um, hi. Um, hi. Sorry to bother you. Do you have um do you have a piece of wood by chance I could borrow? Uh he kind of like smiles and let's say you find him down in like that that kind of like main area where everyone like um where all of the sleeping bunks are and he's like surrounded by old bits and pieces of like wood and like uh, tools and stuff. Um Yeah, uh f- got some what are you looking for something uh square raw kind of makes a cube uh, shape with his hands maybe a foot yeah you know yeah he's like uh yeah sure Broken what is do you fine. want it for does some something need fixing no no it's first just i'll show you uh all I'll right show you then when uh, it's does it done. need to be a 
good bit of wood or an off cut? It can be a broken piece, but oh, I've got plenty of broken pieces of wood over here. Something and he with like a good, he goes uh, pieces, not broken. I mean, some, <laughs> a big square of something pretty. The word he, you're he, looking for is block. He, pretty. <laughs> he brings out this like piece of wood. It's like. Uh, like he indicates that he could cut it down to a square. It would be like slightly like fractured and broken around some of the edges. Um, but it was is as good as like a square piece of wood as you could get. And um, he hands it over and says, uh, "Me go, lad. Uh, what are you what are you doing with it? I want to make something. I'll show you. Are you are you a carpenter like myself, or are you more of an artist?" Um, I don't know how to make things really. I just melt the wood a little. Uh, he he smiles and it's like, hey, my daughter does the same. Hmm. Uh, I used to be into burning ships out of wood myself, but uh, I've got a bit of that practice. Uh, if you need anything, just yeah, you need any masking or anything like that, just give me a shout. Okay, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And he goes about his day. Yeah, well, awkwardly (laughs) goes back about his business. (laughs) There's suddenly a lot of licking Uh, and slurping sounds coming from Rawl. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Um, Okay, Squash, let's hit it. What are you doing this evening? Squash. Squash. I think Squash spends a good while um, uh, in bed, just kind of like eyes open. He's not actually reading for the first time in a long time while resting. He's just kind of staring at the ceiling above him. And uh, I think he like gets out the book and starts reading a little bit. And the focus plus the rocking just makes him sick again. And he puts the book away again and he's thinking about the things and he can feel himself kind of drifting off. And I think he doesn't, like, I think he gets up and I think he plays around with the spell a little bit more. Now, there is no privacy on board a boat. No, Uh, absolutely not. So I think he goes where the kitchen area would be. Yeah, the galley, yeah. And... I, I think he probably, like, if there's a light there that he can mess around with that uh, wouldn't uh, disturb anybody else, I think uh-huh. uh, Squash would, like, mess around with that a little bit. And Okay. As you begin to experiment with, like, the kind of flame that is kept lit here in the galley, um, every time that you do a tiny piece of control, your arm hurts. The rune that you are casting through, the thing that reminds you of how to cast this spell, how to draw the power, it hurts. And the more that you mess with it, the more that you try, even when you try to be subtle and just do it very small amounts, the pain increases every time you do. And as you look at your skin underneath the the light that you are trying to control, you notice that the ink is beginning to spread a bit further into your arm, so it's much harder to read the rune. The flame, for the most part, does what you want it to. But just on that odd occasion when you think you've actually got control of this, 
it changes, like the colour of the flame will change, a smell will suddenly come from out of it, creaking of the wood behind you. And as you notice at one point, the flame just snuffs out completely, only to reignite a few seconds later. Mm. Uh, I think Squas calls that good enough for the evening. And he gets back into the hammock, lies down, and he gets out the book. And again, it lasts only like a couple of minutes before the sea sickness takes takes him again. Mm-hmm. And he puts the book away again. And as he's putting it away, he can hear the clinking of the God's dream vials at the bottom of his bag. And he gets one out. And okay, yeah. Your dreams are a little bit weird this time around. You're mixing this, man. Like this is this is this is how we've we've decided this thing's going down. And then I got high. Um, and then he got high. And then I got to sleep. As you dream, things are a little bit weird. You're in a heist. You're about to go steal something from someone very important. It's somewhere on this boat and the things shift again from being inside a building to being inside the boat. There are cohorts around you. You recognise Crescent and you also recognise Damas and they've never met. But that's fine, it's a dream. Everything's normal here, right? And then you hear Damas tell you... Right, we'll get something from there and then we'll get something for there. And then Crescent cuts in from... Well, actually, if we steal something from over here and we push them together... Yeah, in, in a circle. Uh, a circle. That's how these room things work. Right, Squash? I, I, yeah. We, we... Right, all right. Let's do it then. Uh, let's uh, put everything in the middle. The three of you spread out. It There's something weird going on in this dream. Like, things keep shifting. You're in a boat and then suddenly you're in a building that you recognise. It's a place that you have stolen from before. It's the inside of the lodge. And as you reach out to grab this small vial, it turns into a small hammer. And you look at it and your your God's dream brain just switches and realises it shouldn't be the hammer. This isn't real life. This is just a dream. And it switches into ink. You run back to the centre and there is a rune on the floor. Except it's not filled in properly. It disappears from your view again. And as you drop the ink in the centre, everything else disappears. And you see a completely new rune form in the centre. And when you wake up, that rune is burned in your memory. What do you want to do with it? Squash is going to, like, he's focusing on the rune and trying to, like, trace it out in his head. And he can feel, like, his, like his consciousness is slipping again so he's mm-hmm. gonna like just quickly grab out of his bag uh, a vial of ink and he's gonna trace the rune on his hand okay you have now learned light question mark alright okay okay as a side effect of this strange transformation that squash is going through you can no longer react to enemies within five feet yes that weird thing where you can do that thing because you're a scout rogue that's now being it's torn out you can't do that skirmisher that's the one you literally can't do skirmisher anymore okay oh i see what you're doing okay (laughs) welcome to the party (laughs) you're becoming a trickster (laughs) 
He's not, but you'll find out. Oh. <laughs> On the next episode, no. Um, Fizea. Yes. Is there anything that you wish to be doing overnight? Um, before I hit the bed, I uh, collect all the leftovers, if there are any, and um, try to um, make something out of them. Like, I don't know if, there, is there, if there's fish or whatever, I'm going to um, pickle it, make something that's Mystery like, non-touchable. Stew. Huh? Yeah. Mystery stew. Yeah, yeah, just Yeah, you can you can create like leftovers yeah. for the next day or you can find a way of preserving them. Like you have been um a, a cook on board a ship <laughs> for a while and you're also some sort of physician, so you probably know how to preserve and save things pretty yeah. well. So yes. Um absolutely you can make the stores last longer that way for sure. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty then. Um, we'll say the end of day seventy-seven. Blimey, guys! Um, Is that first it? day on board your ship? It's only on day seventy-seven. I haven't even hit hundred days yet, yo. My goodness, <laughs> we've had over a hundred episodes. Well, I over a hundred episodes. <laughs> it's like two episodes a day. <laughs> I will be changing that real quick, though. <laughs> All right. Um, on day 77, the end of uh, the morning of 78 is where we'll pick up the next episode. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, God, I love those swobolds. They're a little bit too good. What? No, I, for the fifth time now, I'm not the captain. What? Oh, oh, you wanted to know about me. Uh, hello. Yes, I'm, I'm Fazea. I'm voiced by Cassie and... Uh, Oh, you just listened to the lucky die. I see. Um, yeah, that's that's great. Uh, keeps you distracted when you're seasick and stuff, right? Yeah. If you if you need help with that, you can you can always come to me. I will make something for you. Uh, well, if you need something to read while uh, you distract yourself from the seasickness, you can also go to theluckydie.com and uh, visit us there. Leave us a message there. I don't know. Interact with us there. You can find everything there, trust me. It's more cluttered than the pantry on this ship, really. Not that I'm complaining, I like a filled pantry. Especially since this nice patron, L.A. Branton, was so generous to fill it up with lots of supplies for us. No, 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 don't don't open that box just yet. That crate is for opening after the credits. What? Oh, you're asking about the names that the swobolds had carved on the rail of the ship? Yeah, they are a little bit done still, too. They they needed some reminders on who the people on this ship are. Oh, you cannot read Draconic, I see. Um, So that name's Asaria. Apparently, that one was given to us by Kathy. And this means Jared. Apparently, that was given to us by Redstring. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and that extra disembodied voice that you heard earlier just hovering over the ship, that was uh, Thirsty playing Damas. No, uh, I told you to stop looking into this crate. Oh, for fuck's sake. No, it's not contraband. It's... Look here. This is... We we traded uh, crates with the other ships that were at the harbor in Dimarius earlier. It's just a little thing we do to keep each other entertained on the long voyages, you see? We did a little ad swap with them, see? There are ads in here. This one that we have over here was with a show called The Crit Show quite delightful actually see you open the lid on the crate a little bit the show starts playing see like this on the crit show a monster of the week actual play podcast where the players playing as themselves are tasked okay let's close this again (laughs) well anyway if you're interested to hear more of the crit show go check them out don't listen to it when you get seasick again maybe it will distract you enough to keep you out of my hair 
Now, shoo, shoo, I need to start cooking already. Dinner's not gonna cook itself. You wake up startled in the middle of the night, convinced that there's something out there in the darkness. Your brain tells you that there's nothing to be afraid of, that the inhuman shape in the corner of your room is just your laundry piled on a chair. But as you hear the ghostly, ragged breathing that doesn't belong to you, you realize your brain is dead wrong. If you love the mix of horror, mystery, and comedy in shows like Buffy, Ash vs. the Evil Dead, or Supernatural, you'll feel right at home on The Crit Show, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast where the players, playing as themselves, are tasked with being the last line of defense from the forces of evil that go bump in the night. Join us every Wednesday and learn the games we play while the gang tries their best to solve the mysteries, hunt the monsters, and protect the innocent. Their intentions are good. Their dice rolls, not so much. You can find The Crit Show at thecritshowpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.